Are you ready to open your private practice this summer and make the leap into entrepreneurship? Introducing Make the Leap, our new offering by the Successful Nurse Coaches. Make the Leap is a four-month group coaching program that is designed to help you create your first paid client. Join our experienced lead coaches, Sean and Amy, as they guide you through the Successful Nurse Coach Method, helping you create your first paid client in 30 days or less. Not only will you get access to our course that teaches you all the things on how to create clients in a non-icky way, will also be personalized mentorship, weekly group calls, and actionable steps to launch your business from just beginning into the Paid Coach Club. Since we are not running new mentorship groups this summer, we didn't want to leave those of you who are ready to begin hanging out in space waiting for the next group to start. This group is a great way for new coaches who have yet to begin their coaching practice or for coaches who have five paid clients or less. This is the most affordable way to work with our team. So be sure to check out the link in the bio. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. Happy Monday. Today it is Shelby and I, and we are going to do a continuation of last week and dive deep, deep into resistance, how to navigate resistance, how to overcome objections, and what the the top six or seven objections are and, and exactly how we've navigated it and, and how we've seen it successfully navigated. So today's definitely going to be more of a teachable podcast. If you are driving or walking, you're going to want to listen to this one time, go back to your desk, have a piece of paper or type out this. If you're in our course, obviously, if you're one of our clients, you have this, you're going to have this in your course. But for those of you who can, this is gold. This is really, really useful information. So we're going to go kind of more into a a teachable vibe today. And Shelby, how are you feeling? Are you excited to talk about sales objections? Oh, man. Um, I... I am excited to have this resource out there because I know this is something our nurse coaches navigate all the time. And we have a couple of like pretty old trainings on this. So I'm stoked to kind of bring it all together and give it a new coat of paint and just make it pretty and make it easy to access. Um, A little behind the scenes for me, I literally like have slept six hours in the past 48 hours. I'm so (laughs) in the throes of newborn (laughs) sickness right now um but i'm here we're ready uh <laughs> laura allowed me to or met me halfway and we pushed this recording a couple hours so i feel like i had my brain on a little bit more than i did this morning <laughs> uh but yeah i'm excited to um just give you guys the tools cuz this i feel like uh especially when i was learning i just needed an example of language and then i could yeah. like take it, make it my own and have this confidence by proxy of learning. And then it was easy. Yes. Game over. And so, um, you know, that's, I'm excited. It feels like, um, a little present that we get to send out into the world. Totally. It reminds me, I don't know why this came up, but it reminds me of like a paint and sip, you know, have you ever, I don't know if anybody has done these where you, go and do a painting. So you're given like all the paints and the paintbrushes, but then there is an instructor and, and they, she gives you kind of like step-by-step instructions on how to make the whatever. Mm -hmm. And yet everybody in the room's painting looks totally different, different colors, different scale, different flavor. Um, This is kind of what we're doing for you is we're going to be, we're going to paint you an example of what overcoming resistance in these common ways looks like. And then of course, over time, and as you do it, it's going to be your version, your color, your style. Uh, This is just a starting point, but you're going to find your way of doing this. And four years in, we can paint this clearer than we could three years ago. So we're, we're super grateful to have the real life experience to hopefully make this even more relevant to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So 
we're going to just kind of go down a line here. And I think the the number one point of resistance and what we hear the most about is when people say, I, I can't afford coaching or it's too expensive. Shelby, do you want to talk about this one a little bit? This is the probably the biggest one that, yeah. that we get up against. Yeah. And you've probably heard us say this multiple times, like nobody has a coaching budget just hanging out, right? They they might have an emergency fund. They might have a down payment saved up for a house. Uh, but usually folks don't have a coaching budget just laying around. Um, so when this happens, do your best to not make it about you and your skill as a coach or how much they got out of it. Like, that's not what this is. Um this is just really natural of like, you say I charge $1,500 for 12 weeks and people are like, where the fuck am I going to find $1,500 <laughs> to commit to this uh, experience? So um, I like to start off with like, when people voice their concerns, if you can have a moment of gratitude of like, thank goodness they told me and didn't just bullshit me to get off the call, at least you can still work here. There's still room. There's still room to provide an even more powerful experience. So have a little bit of gratitude and then, and then dive in, but to kind of paint a bigger picture behind the scenes. I mean, this is really, really relative for people. I have had people on food stamps pay for our mentorship. It, you know, like in full, I have had people who have literal structural issues in their house pay for our mentorship in full. And we are premium. We are a premium experience. Like we, it's an investment to work with us. And I never discounted our program to Mm -hmm. make it easier for people to get in. I honestly, it was like, I understand that things are tough right now. And if this is where you're meant to be, you'll figure it out. It's basically how I left it. And they did. Um, but just, uh, So that's like one extreme. And then even we've had a client recently come on a proposal workshop and she did an amazing proposal to this client and uh, our potential client. And the client was like all in it. You could tell she was a yes. And then she set her price. And then it's like, we could all see the light die, the light Mm -hmm. go off behind this, this client's eyes. And uh, she was like, well, I, I only make 300 K a year. I don't know where this money is going to come from. And all of us on the call that are watching the recording are like, what the heck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, so, so no matter how much money people have in the bank, they're never going to have enough. Right. So there's some reframing, some reframing to do here. Um, and pull out your nursing skills, start with an assessment, be like, I hear you empathize with them. This is an investment. I priced it this way on purpose. I want it to be uncomfortable so that you have skin in the game and we follow through on the whole entire 12 weeks or six months or entire year. And so can you tell me a little bit about what this means for you? Does this mean you can't afford your mortgage? Does this mean you can't fund your Amazon habit or your daily coffee habit? Like, tell me, give me some more context of what this is, that this is going to mean for you. Um, and that seeking permission part is really important. So like have them buy into the experience of like, is it okay if we explore this a little bit more? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, just to, cause talking about money can be a trigger for some folks. And so we always want to honor where they're at as well. Um, and I like to just, I don't like to beat around the bush. I don't like to justify our price. I don't like to say that it's not that expensive because it is. Um, and so I lead with a lot of empathy here whenever I coach through this is like, again, I totally understand uh, people just don't walk around with a coaching budget in their back pocket. Uh, that would make working with me super easy. But can you tell me more about it? Again, just like getting deeper and deeper into what's coming up for them. Um, if they cannot afford basic needs, food, housing, uh, what was the other one? food, housing, there's another medical care, medical. medical Yeah. Like if, if this is going to take away from their foundational needs then probably shouldn't be hiring a coach right now. Right. Like that's really stressful. Um, but most of the time that's not the case. Most of the time it's just going to elicit an uncomfortable conversation with their partner that they don't want to have. It's going to elicit addressing their budget, which they've never done. And they find intimidating, like it's just an invitation for them to um, explore a little deeper in their inner world. Um, so 
where that goes from here after I kind of like assess where they're at, if they if they can't afford to eat, they're not my person yet. I tell them to come back later. Um, but if they're like, no, it's just going to be uncomfortable for a while. I'll have to figure it out. I know I can figure it out. It's just going to be a, a little bit uncomfortable. I'm going to have to change my spending habits. Um, and then I ask again, like if money wasn't a barrier, are you a yes to the work? Like the work that you and I want to do together, the vision that you want to create. Um, and are you a yes, like a hundred percent yes to working with me? Cause I'm a hundred percent yes. Working with you. Your vision gets me really excited. I want to show up with you every week, but are you a yes to working with me? And, um, asking these kind of questions can help clarify what they're actually saying no to like the price, the work or hiring you in particular, if they are no to the work, they're not coachable yet. If they are no to you, they are not your ideal client. If they are no to a price, ask them if they are willing to get creative to figure it out and ask, can I help you figure this out? Can I tell you what clients have done in the past? Can I just ask to see if you can help support them in this moment? It's not your job to have the answer necessarily, but asking questions like, can you figure it out? What would getting creative look like here? Is there anyone that you can ask for help? Like, just brainstorming with no attachment. Um, And a lot of times this comes down to, I have the money. I just don't want to spend it. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and again, I would, I would recycle back to like, if you are a yes to the work, if you're a yes to working with me, if you're a yes to the vision, what's actually holding you back here? Are you scared? Is this just a really big commitment? Like this is a really big pivotal moment for a lot of folks. Um, and if by then the tension is building up to where they like want to own their yes and they just like are struggling, um, most people will come through and they'll be like, I'll figure it out. Give me two weeks. I'll figure it out. And then like keep a pretty tight check-in protocol on them because they're susceptible to finding more or different resistance. Um, but if they're like, I need to figure out my budget, I know that I can figure it out. I just need to like find out where it's going to come from. Assign them homework to go look at their budget and like potentially share it with you if that's the level of accountability that they want. And um, again, follow up really, really closely. Yeah. Coaching them. Don't stop coaching them. Offer to coach them through this because it's like such a pivotal moment to pay for something for the first time that probably nobody in their family has ever paid for. It's, uh, It's unreasonable it's going against the grain. It's being a rebel. Like there's so many things involved in it. And uh, if you can get them really excited about embodying that, then it can be really fun to help them figure out the solution. Um, when we stop looking at it as an objection, it's just yeah. a fun obstacle. <clears throat> it's just a thing. It's just a thing. And I have been on the receiving end of this kind of coaching before to where I genuinely thought that I did not have the money. Like it was a genuine thing. It wasn't a bullshit thing. I thought I was telling myself, but whenever um, the coach I was working with at the time was like, can I help you explore that a little bit? Do you really like, let's just look at the black and white numbers. Um, It was so helpful because it was a whole perspective shift in about like seven minutes of what's actually possible. Um, and it was really, really powerful, like no regrets Yeah, being the client in that situation. Um, and, and really the point of what we're trying to get people to is like owning a yes. Yes. I'll figure it out. Yes. I'm in. Yes. I'll talk to my husband or just getting them to own a no and like boldly own the no. Cause both, yeah. both count here. Um, we don't want someone to get off the call and be like, oh, I can't, I can't do my thing or pull off this dream that I've had for 20 years because I can't afford to work with Laura. Like that's, yeah. that's BS, right? We want them to own, own the no. It's also helpful to realize that if they say yes to your coaching, if you can find a way to illustrate to them what their actual return on investment could be. If everything goes right, if every if you hire me for this amount of money, you put it on a credit card, you're in debt, and we do what we say we're going to do for three months, a year from now, like, would it be worth it? Like a year from now, would that be worth mm-hmm. it? Because a lot of times, no matter what we're coaching them on, actually saves them money or creates more money. And I think it can be helpful for the ego to be like, oh, this is like a, I'm putting a deposit in to get like a higher amount back. 
and even making some of those connections on how it affects that and uh, eventually leads to potentially more income, less mm-hmm. debt. Really helpful too, because it's the truth. Like it, our life is the way that it is because of the way we've been living. So if we live a life where we can't afford fifteen hundred dollars to invest in ourselves, like we could offer them a way to live a life where they can, and it's yeah. a totally different life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah, really have... very rarely about the money. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One of my very first clients. One of her goals was financial and she never blinked at my price. She's like, yeah, that's fine. I can do it. And this when I was charging like 1500 for eight weeks and she had a spending problem. Like she used to be, or she was a recovered alcoholic. And then she swift shifted her alcoholism to a shopping addiction. And she was very aware of it, but she didn't want to change it. <laughs> and in, in our, in our working together, she's like, I actually do want to save up like an emergency fund. And then I can tackle the second part of all of like the roots of this later. And I was like, all right, let's do it. What's your goal? And it was 10 grand. Y'all, she did it in six weeks. Wow. She saved up 10 grand. She had a great, great job. Right. But, um, having, having the accountability, like she, if we're looking at it in a black and white lens, that was a return of investment made very quickly. Right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the second, biggest point of resistance I feel like that we hear is I really, really want to coach with you. It's just not the right time. Like it's just not the right time is like such a a sneaky way of not having to own a yes or a no. New nurse coaches, they'll come to calls and they'll be like, yeah, she's totally a a yes, just not right now. I'm like, Mm -hmm. so totally a a yes, not right now is a no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or I need to think about it. So if the client says, yeah, I'm interested, I just need to think about it. Um, that's a reflexive response to being uncomfortable. And where else in their life are they having to think about making decisions, right? Mm-hmm. So this is, we don't want to leave people hanging here. So let's dive into, I need to think about it. And I think what it's really saying to us, and, and let's take some other examples in life of when somebody invites you to dinner, but you don't really want to go. And you're like, yeah. I, I can't this weekend, rain check. But you're actually like not wanting to go to dinner with them. Like mm-hmm. this is really kind of what they're doing in this moment. And so politely asking, can we dive a little deeper here? Uh, if there is still some things to think about, I'd love to offer you some space here to work through them here so that at the end of this call, I'm clear and you're clear on what the next steps are. Some wording you can say is, I know this is a big decision. Committing to changing your life is no small commitment and it's normal to need some time to think about it. Can you share some more details about what's coming up for you? And in the past, when you make big decisions, do you usually need to think about it? Do you know it in the moment? Like start to get some background on how they make decisions Mm -hmm. can be really helpful because some personality types and some human design types do need to think about it. And if that's the case, it takes you on a different trajectory with the client. Um, Or if it's just the polite postponing the no, we can get to that as well. Um, Another thing you can say, it's my job as your coach to support you into a clear yes or clear no. If you'd like to own your no, it can be a challenge, but I want to offer you a powerful out here. Owning your no is just as important as owning your yes and creating space and let them talk and get there. Mm-hmm. And most people will say, oh, I don't want to say no, but, and then you'll get to the real reason that they want to think about it after the, but yeah. they'll tell you like, but my husband or, but I'm freaking out or, but whatever, you know? And then, and then it, it invites like the peeling back of the layer of the onion here to get to yeah. like, the core of it. Um, And again, I just want to reiterate, like, you do not have to solve here. You just have to remain curious and it kind of solves itself. Right. And I think um, one thing I say, especially to mentees, is I'll be like, hey, this is a a year-long commitment for a lot of money. So I I want you to be, this is not something you need to say yes to right now and give me a credit card. You can if you want to. But I also want to coach you through what can happen when we're a yes here on the call and then we do the obligatory, I need more time. 
and what life will do, what the universe will do, what God can can do, and what we've seen happen is test your yes and really uh, bring to the forefront the importance of the choice point. So we've seen clients hop off the call and literally they're a yes and then their car breaks down or Mm -hmm. they're a yes and their job offers them a raise. This happens all the time when people are quitting jobs. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Always, 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 all the time. So just being aware of like the dynamic of choice points from like a spiritual standpoint, from a zoomed out standpoint, that when you're making a big decision and you're going to change your life, like there's going to be things you have to overcome. And a lot of those things will happen when you're in your thinking about it phase. And when you're in your thinking about it phase, you don't have me as your coach to advocate and be with you. So it's more helpful for us to do it together than to do it on your own. Uh, And then just coach and support them on whatever comes Mm -hmm. up. And usually how that plays out, like I've had clients where their water heater explodes, you know, like, or something just like absolutely bananas happens or car tire goes flat. Um, And if we kind of call the spooky ghost out of the closet and prep them for that, then when it happens, they're going to be like, oh my God, Laura, you were right. I'm, I'm, (laughs) but it's so funny. Like I'm here, I'm just messaging you to tell you that I'm still in. I can't believe this happened. And then like they double down on their yes, which is the goal. Or if they're like, hell yeah, on the call and um, then they go out into the world and something happens, then it feels like a sign from from, mm-hmm. from left field to, to not do it. So it's all about our perception. It's the same circumstances either way. Um, yeah. But just as even, even if you get a really clean yes on the call, test it. Are you sure? What do you think is going to get in the, any barriers that you see getting in the way here? Is there anything that can stop you from committing to this yes or this vision or your dream or this goal? Um, have them have them double down on it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this happened to me. Laura <laughs> Laura coached me through this in, in the collective. Whenever I quit my job, they called me back and offered me a better shift and better pay. And it really felt it made sense to still work that job. And try to start my business at the same time. But I know that my trajectory would have been, it wouldn't have been wrong. It just would have been different. You know, like, I don't know if it would have landed here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think with this, I need to think about it or it's not the right time. Um, It can just be really, really helpful to expect this. Be curious, coach through it, even say something to the client like, Awesome. I'm so glad that you you said that because I don't like people to make knee-jerk reactions when making a commitment. But can we explore this a little deeper here? And so you don't abandon them into yeah. resistance. And this can, I think, also apply. This has been coming up on my calls, particularly this week um, of not now, but I want to in three months. Like, how do we create a little bit of urgency around people starting now if it's actually if we're smelling like BS in their story, yeah, anyway. you know, like sometimes waiting three months actually is the right move. And sometimes we know, and your client knows that it's just a no in disguise. Um, so I think that this language could apply there as well of like, well, what happens if you wait three months? We're going to be in the same spot. Life is still going to be crazy. You know, like what what's really going to change in three months is going to make your yes more attainable. And yeah. most of the time it's nothing. <laughs> Most most of the time. Um, again, when you're guiding people through this, the more neutral you can remain and curious you can remain, it's not weird at all. Like I've never had an experience go south or get icky or salesy. Um, so if you're worried about that, I promise that this is just a part of part of the proposal process that we want to equip you for. Um, and usually people are like, super stoked that that you go that layer deeper yeah with them yeah they do uh it it feels strange on the receiving end of a coach this happened to me with a i guess he wasn't very a very experienced coach i didn't know that i was gonna hire him to be like a help me with my spiritual stuff that i was working on just recently and he i, I was waiting for him to propose and he like didn't and then I just felt abandoned. Like he was so interested in the coaching call. And then when it came to the proposal, he abandoned me and I was like ready to hire him. But he let him, right? Like he abandoned yeah. me in that moment. 
Um, we don't want to do that to our clients. We want it to be steady. We want to to be neutral. We want to advocate. Go into that. This is where we get to really put on our advocate hat here. Mm-hmm. And by knowing the top five objections and and resistance that are going to come up for clients when before they make life altering changes, um, then we don't get surprised. We're like, oh, maybe even before a proposal call imagining which one you think it most likely is going to be based on your conversations and prepping, even prepping yourself to coach them through that. Um, I think the next one that goes good after this, after the, I need to think about it is probably the, I don't have enough time or it's not the right time. Yeah. And like, spoiler alert, when is it the right time? Right. (laughs) And these are things like, oh, my kids are out for the summer and I want to spend time with them. We are about to do a renovation in our house. I think it would be better after. We're going on vacation in a few weeks or my mom has been sick. Like so reasonable to postpone. And so most of our life, 70% of our life is going to have something like this. Right. So Also bringing up that, hey, I hear you. I hear it. Life is so dynamic. There's never really a good time. Um, I find that for clients, 70 to 80% of their life, they have a really plausible reason to not take mm-hmm. this step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the deal. They might agree with you when you say that, right? Like, I'm sure there's some actual statistic out there that of how much of our life is spent in transition, but it's a lot. It's a lot of our life is spent in transition. I think transition. it's 60 yeah. 60%. Mm-hmm. And so if we're like waiting for the plateau or waiting for the soft landing or waiting to get a breath, uh, does that happen, you know, for an extended, for a whole year or for three months at a time, like hardly ever. So, um, your clients may agree with you and also it might be the right move for them to wait a little while. So I want to like offer this little caveat here. If that is true, they it's July and they want to start in September or it's October and they want to start at the beginning of the year after the holidays and you coach around this in the way that we tell you here in a second and they're still like, I hear you. I just can't. I don't have the bandwidth. You have your answer and take a deposit. Be like, awesome. I hear you. I'm still excited about working with you. Let's honor where you're at. It's 10% to reserve your spot to coach with me in January. Yeah. And and that way we're still eliciting some commitment. And then then again, when you do that, people get squirrely still. And there's like room to support them more. Mm-hmm. Or they're like, okay, hell yeah. Just send me an invoice. You know, like there's two ways that goes. Yeah. Um, so just know that that is, that is a possibility here too. Um, but it's, again coaching around time because most, I think most people want more time, like time freedom in some way, um, or peace around our time or better balance time. Like this is just such a big, uh, resource that we coach around and coaching creates more time, right? Like all of you have someone to like vent to bounce ideas off of have accountability with, like, you're probably going to actually start following through with all those fancy planners that you bought, you know, like there's, there's so much potential to create more time. And I think that it can be important to be like, listen, nothing changes if nothing changes. So how, if, if we don't work together and if it's not the right fit, I can honor that. But what are you going to do to change your circumstances here? Like what's the catalyst to have it be different? And most people don't know where to start. Yeah. And that's okay. That's totally okay. Um, But if you think about, and if you're, if you've been in our mentorship, then you know that like, you've probably watched yourself and your peers create time under crazy circumstances. Yeah. Like I have nurse coaches show up to calls on their lunch break or when they're at work or in, you know, like any, anything, if you are committed to the dream, you will figure it out no matter what. And if people are telling you that they do not have the time, that's likely just a big old red flag that they need it the most. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a a cool way to coach around this too, is if they don't have the time, say that's okay. People usually don't have the time. Most of my clients don't have the time. I work with a lot of professionals that have really busy lives, families, different dreams, and it's not like they have a bunch of time sitting around. 
All that I would really need from you is a commitment to the first hour. And in that first hour of coaching, we would dive in to changing the way that your life feels, looks, and the way that you access time so that you become a human being that has time to spend on what you actually want, Mm -hmm. right? You're just eliciting the commitment to the first call. Cool. We will nail this on the first call. This is, I do this all the time. I solve this problem for my clients all the time. We have so much time. We just don't spend it well. We don't budget it well. We don't prioritize it well. If I had you write down everything you did from the time you woke up till you went to bed for the next three days, do you think it would match the values that you told me that you have in your life? Yeah. Like how much time are you scrolling? How much time, like all the things that we all do, um, that can be really an aha moment for them. That. Mm-hmm. Time is something we can create. It's not finite. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. And I love whenever, and this, you can apply this like coachy question to kind of any resistance point of like, I don't have the time. Okay. Well, if you don't have time here, what do you not, what else do you not have time for that feels really important? And it's usually the big ones my marriage, my kids, or something that makes me really excited hobbies, passion a project, et cetera. So it's like, was well, that something that you want to shift? What would it look like if you did have the time to spend with your kids? If you did have the time to spend with your husband, if you did have the time to paint, yeah. you know, like w- what would life look like then? Um, and playing it out and playing it out that way as well. Yeah. Um, can be huge. And for moms, this is such a great question. It's like, I totally get it. Or, And if you don't know if your client's a mom or if you don't know your client's a dad, say, awesome. Before you had kids, did you have all the time carved out that they required? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll find it. (laughs) You'll find it. And what lacks time is usually where you need more of it. And it's that, that, I don't know if it's a meme or if it's a special author that I don't know the name of. And Heather Lapita said this to me, I remember in one of my... uh, reactions about meditation, about not having time for meditation. If you don't have enough time for a five minute daily meditation, then you should probably meditate for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, yeah. I've read that somewhere. I've read that somewhere too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so true. And here's the deal. This is either going to blow your co- client's mind straight off their shoulders. And they're going to be like, oh my God, like you're so right. I never thought about it this way. Or they're going to double down on being yeah. a victim to it. And then like, that can also be a clue. Like, eh, do you really want it? You know, like, can we coach from this place of like the lack of possibilities that things can be different? Ugh. Like, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so if we're, if we're throwing all of these like good perspective shifts their way and they still like dig in their heels and they're like basically telling you that they don't want it and we can honor that. Yeah too yeah Um, most of the time though this is just like calling them calling them on the bs that they didn't even know that they had yeah you know and it's really really powerful and amazing um to support people in, in this particular one because i think that the way that we relate to time at least in like corporate america is so clock in clock out it's finite there's only so many hours in the day but like who's doing time assessments on their own nobody (laughs) nobody oh man right and lack of time can just be boundaries Mm -hmm. and so like asking are there any boundaries in your life that can be created with your spouse kids or job that would create more time yep and this could also lead into like well i don't have child care too which is just such a a mom thing to say. Uh, and it's real. It's real. And also, if you really need to do something, you'll find childcare. Like there's so many ways to solve it if, if someone really wants it. This kind of reminds me of um that movie, She's Just Not That Into You. Like, <laughs> yeah. right? Like if if a client wants coaching and if you're able to really create the vision in such great detail that they can taste it, that it feels within their grasp, that they're inspired, they're in possibility, there's magical things happening in their body. If that happens before we do all this, it's so much easier to do all this. Um, Mm -hmm. So this, we don't want to underestimate the importance of making sure that you 
really develop their vision, really well define their gap, tell them in their words what's getting in the way and how you're sure that you can help them, then all of this falls in a different way as well. Yeah, um, totally. We can't we can't skip that part. We got to create the magic. Totally. Um, ooh, I have to talk to my husband. The biggest one, the one, <laughs> the one that lingers all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. So here's the deal. I get it. I totally understand this. It's, I actually think that it's totally rational if you're going to be spending several thousand dollars to talk to your partner about it first, especially if you share finances. Like, I think that yeah. that is the right move. Um, but I want to tell you a quick story really quick. So I hired my first coach. She had kind of like a short-term lower-end investment um, that I paid for from my work account when I first started coaching. But then I quit my job during that time. And that money ran out pretty quickly. And then when it came time to invest the 10K for the whole year, that number made me panic. And I, I told this to my coach of like, I want to do this, but I need to talk to, to Rob first. And she goes, perfect. I totally understand. That makes sense to me. Um, when do you want to have this conversation by? And I was like, I can have it today. She goes, okay, let me know by tomorrow morning where you're at. And um, we're going to give you a little bit more context on how to support people better in that moment. But that's how this conversation went. And I went to Rob hoping he would tell me no. Because it scared me so much to com commit to my dream for a full year. And I wanted an out. I wanted an out. I yeah. wanted to blame it on somebody else. And it wasn't, I was not this aware at the time. I just knew that I wanted him to tell me no. And I had no awareness about anything else in that moment. And when I went to him and I asked, hey, I want to do this. I, you know, this is the price. He just like looked at me and took a deep breath. And he was like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> but if if this is where you want to be, then okay, let's, let's do it. And I was like, oh fuck, like now I have to, now I have to like go tell her yes. And then I have to follow through and like, oh, like I just remember yeah. the feeling being so big in that moment. Um, so at, like, if that is true, do your assessment part here of being like, how do you think that conversation is going to go? Yeah. Do you think like people tell me all the time, oh, my partner's supportive. And then they're not. <laughs> and then they're not or or they caught him on a bad day or you know like life is so unpredictable and that's cool but um tell like ask assess how do you anticipate that conversation is going to go are you going asking for permission or are you going to inform that this is the decision that you want to make and if they are giving you like kind of wish-washy answers seek permission and be like can we can we work through a few scenarios here just so that you feel confident going in and having that conversation. Yeah, It's a big deal. I understand. I usually tell them that story about whenever I went to go ask Rob just to like fully lay on the empathy here. Cause I totally get it. Um, and it's a, it's a big deal because you two have spent hours creating their vision, building them up. They're in like the super juice washing machine of excitement and then they like burst their bubble and go talk to their partner who hasn't been in on these conversations right. and has, and you're just so fragile in that moment. You're so fragile and shakable. And so uh, help your client work through a few scenarios and some language on how to explain what they want to invest in and why it's important to them. Yeah. Ask them, what if your partner says no? Mm -hmm. Like if, if your partner says no, is is it, are we done? It's done. Yeah. Like what's the contingency plan here? Um, or what if your partner says, yes, how did, how would that make you feel? Cause I think that probably could have caught those feelings for you, Shelby, of like the yeah. kind of crap. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And also this is another polite way of people saying no without saying no. So you can also offer the out of like once once you do your due diligence and ask them like how do you think this is going to go what if they say yes what if they say no how does that make you feel are you going to be able to honor your yes even if they are like 
50% supportive because that's usually like where we get with partners in the beginning and it's totally normal. Um, at the end, I usually say, hey, listen, here's your out. If this isn't about your husband, if you're scared and you, or I'm not your coach and you just don't want to tell me to my face, here's the out. And it yeah. won't hurt my feelings. It's all good. I have so many people I can recommend you to. Uh, but I we work with a lot of women and women have a tough time owning their no. And you don't have to tiptoe around me. You can own yeah. it if you want to. That has no one's ever told me no after I say that. But there's like a pressure release a little bit. And, through the, and then they double down. I'm like, no, I just really need to talk to my husband. I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I also think that like, whenever you're like, can I support you in kind of playing through a few scenarios? You can also assess for safety too. Of Like, do you feel safe to have this conversation with your partner? Like, cause some, not always, but some partners can be really reactive. And uh, we've had some nurse coaches have to walk on eggshells around their partners or, or, or time this conversation for the right moment when they're in a good mood, you know? And so I think just also, it can help you gauge on how intense to be yeah. here as well. Like that question is really helpful for me. Right. Uh, and then with we, I think we went over this in our first podcast about overcoming resistance and objections, but it is getting to the worst case scenario too, of like really just gaming out worst case scenario. Cause for you guys listening to this, you're, you're asking people to invest anywhere between 1500 and 6,000 probably. Yeah. And for most human beings, that spending fifteen hundred to six thousand dollars isn't a life-altering decision in a negative way because things happen to us in life all the time that mm -hmm. we unexpectedly pay that amount of money. What one of my mentors said is, when I I really thought that if I said yes and I paid twelve thousand dollars for coaching, that somehow if I didn't succeed or I didn't do everything that I was going to end up living in a cardboard box and being homeless because yeah. I had such a twisted idea about what act money actually was. So this is also a beautiful moment just to get a better idea about how they view money and, and their actual fears and like saying, worst case scenario, you hire me, you don't get the results you want. Like tell, like game that out. Tell me that, tell me how that's going to feel and sometimes yeah. really help as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to, Every month I didn't make money as a coach, I would come to my call so salty and my coach would be like, what's actually the worst case scenario here? Are you going to be homeless or naked on the side of the corner with your baby <laughs> or like not eat dinner? And I'm like, no. And she goes, okay, then just chill out. <laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> I can't chill out. <laughs> uh, last one we want to approach and then we're going to wrap this up is what about when the client says, I got to get out of debt first? The debt, the debt, man. Yeah. Hmm. I just want to like let that one sink in for a moment and offer a check-in for our listeners on how they feel about debt. Because I yeah. find that whatever your relationship to debt is greatly influences how you coach people through this moment. Yes. For sure. So do a little check-in of like, do I have debt? Do I not have debt? Does my debt bring me anxiety? This is the easiest of people be like, oh, I just really need to pay off this credit card. And then I'm then I'll reach back out to you. And then if you have debt and you have a poor relationship with your debt or you are hiding you from just, your debt, you're just yeah. you roll over and you're like, oh, I get it. I get it. Because you do. You bought into their story. Right. Um, uh -huh. So start there. And if that brings up some stuff for you. Either he reach out to your lead mentee coach and tell him or pop in the Facebook group and tell us so we can offer some potentially more support. But um, I think that it can be helpful to look through debt through a lens of like good debt versus versus bad debt. Um, and coaching is good debt because it, it really has, is yeah. it's so good. I, I went into debt. I think the first like three coaches that I hired are not like into debt, but I put them on a credit card and paid them yeah. off over time, you know? Um, so we 100% believe that coaching is a good debt investment. And I know that might be different from some of the other coaches that you, that you listen to. Um, but I would not be here today had I not same done it that way. Same. Yeah. Yeah. We go into debt over vacations. We go over into debt over 
rims on our car. We go into debt over so many things that are not valuable. Uh, and if somebody is in debt and not living a life that they want, what's the percentage chance that not working with you is going to change that circumstance? Like, what's the percentage chance that all of a sudden they're going to pay off their debt and change their life with no coach? Like zero. It's like zero mm-hmm. percent chance. It, this is where advocacy gets really important. And I want to give you like one perspective of my belief in coaching. Coaching changed my life, my family's life, my child's life, my dad's life, my mom's life, my husband's life, my in-law's life. Like me going into debt for coaching changed generationally my entire family. Mm-hmm. I will die on a hill <laughs> advocating for somebody to spend $1,500 freaking dollars to change their emotional home and the trajectory of their and their family's entire life. And I have no problem up against the, the debt thing. Yeah. I'm a living example of why. If you're going to go into debt over something, go into debt for invest in you. Go into debt investing in you mm. and change your life. Like it's when is it good time to go into debt? When you're going to start a business, when you need to lose weight for your health, when you need to get healthier, you're buying more days on earth by hiring a coach to get your health back, to save your marriage, to transcend depression and anxiety, being a better parent, loving yourself, learning to make more money, learning to save money, learning to get out of debt learning a skill that can make you a lot of money. Those are all good debt. Really, mm-hmm. really, really great debt. Um, we have been buying things and, and having bad debt for so much of our life. This isn't that. Make that distinction. It, mm-hmm. it's, it is different. Um, yeah. Woo, can y'all feel the heat coming off Laura? I'm so <laughs> passionate about that because <laughs> like, thank God I didn't Dave Ramsey my ass to, to death because- yeah. I, I th- that was I had had no debt, and then that credit card payment that changed my life. That was my first debt in in like eight years after bankruptcy. Like it was my first re-injuring, like re going into debt. Like Dave Ramsey was just like yelling at me as I did it. Dude, f um, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> on this one, I, I yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. I think that. I mean. And there, there's a lot of healing to be done here too. Right. Like if we have some baggage around debt, we have feelings around debt, that's definitely influencing your money story. It's definitely influencing the way you propose to clients. Like this is a big like ghost goblin in the closet that just haunts you all the time. And um, I, I mean, there's like for, I, I went into debt to, you know, pay for several coaches and it was the fuel that kept me going. Right. Of like, dude, if I do not pay this off through coaching, I'm going to have to go back and get a job to pay it off. And uh, uh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. So it there's so many ways to have it work for you and have yeah. it be a catalyst and have it be empowering um, people like we spend this kind of money on stuff all the time. New cars, new phones, new tech iPads. AirPods, like we spend hundreds of dollars in droves all the time without blinking because we have been conditioned to do so. And it's like people go back and get their masters all the time and they never once, I don't ever hear anybody who are like, oh, it's too expensive to go get my masters. They figure it out. They go into debt. They get a loan. They figure it out and going to get your masters has a shit ROI compared to coaching. Right. So it's just culturally accepted. So right. again, hiring a coach is going against the grain. So we're already accessing like the rebel part of the archetype because this is not, we don't see, there's not ads everywhere saying, when when are you going to hire your next coach? Or you need the next newest coach. Like you need the next newest iPhone. Like there's, mm-hmm. this is uh, an it's, it probably will be like that one day. I think it's the the tides are actually shifting. People are having life coaches and nurse coaches now. We yeah. see it. Um, but we're up against that as well. And and I love, Shelby, the way that you said, like if you have beef with debt, if you have stories about debt, if debt has been, you've been buried under debt for forever and you're trying to start a business and you're trying to coach th- people through debt, this is your work. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. We get to heal it. We get to transcend it. We get to do the work alongside of our client through the belief that we have in ourselves and in coaching. 
Totally. Yeah, man. Well, that is a <laughs> a spicy place to land. Uh, and I like it because I think when you enter like advocacy mode, you can be like that. Like you can be spicy. You can lead from this place of intensity and enthusiasm and really double down on your beliefs about it. Um, because probably for your client, it's a big paradigm shift too. Like they, you know, they don't know that you can relate to debt in a different way. They don't know that you can relate to time in a different way. Yeah. All of these things, right? Um, so be excited, be enthusiastic, be all of these things and take a stand. Like if you believe these things, let it ooze out whenever you're yeah. in your your proposal process. Um, yeah, I don't really have too many things to to extra to put in that one uh, without going on like another wild goose chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but any anything else you feel important to add? Yeah, I think that um, what we just did on this podcast is something that you're going to access and use over and over and over again your first year in private practice. It, we have it much more developed in our course. We do proposal workshops in our programs. So this is not a once and done thing. This is If this is the first time you've heard this, let this just lay the foundation. Just know that every Every month and every five proposals that you do, all this knowledge will hit different, land different. It'll be embedded different in your DNA and how you work with it. Um, don't let this overwhelm you. Like I, I ask that you see this as possibility of the ability to build a skill to help people transform their lives and help them get out of their own way, which is actually our job as nurse coaches to advocate and do this. So this episode is your job to master. Mm -hmm. It's actually your role and responsibility. And we would love to support you with that further. Totally. Totally. This is a lot. Listen to it a few times, let it sink in, do a few proposals, come back to this and see like what language you could borrow and tweak and make your own. Uh, we are going, if in the show notes, there's going to be a link for you to download our notes here. So if you want to, to look at it, you can, you can see it. It's there for you. Um, and I'm thinking of like all of my coaches who had trainings around this and I watched it, I don't know, 20 times over the yeah. past few years, like a lot, a lot. It's, it's, it's beefy, but just again, the, the bones is to remain neutral and curious to seek permission and just peel back the layers of the onion and see if there's any space to like get to the root of the matter and to coach a little deeper. And yeah that will that will never lead you astray. Yep, awesome. All right guys, thanks for listening to us ramble in your ear today this Monday. We will be back next week. Come play with us in the Facebook group and have a wonderful week. See you later. Bye.